I'm Dr. Susan Eyrick, and welcome to Earthfire Radio. Earthfire Institute is a wildlife sanctuary and rehabilitation center whose mission is to change how people see and therefore treat wildlife and nature. Debbie Walker is a former nurse with the British National Health Service graduating with first honors. After falling seriously ill with chronic fatigue syndrome, she discovered energy healing and then sound healing and has come back to be one of the most vibrant people you'll ever have a chance to meet. Nine years ago, she started the very successful Saguaro Sound Healing Academy. But as a result of her work here at Earthfire, she's going to be starting a whole new sister school devoted extensively and exclusively to working with animals and their humans. I'd like to welcome Debbie Walker to Earth Fire Institute, where she's come all the way from England to work with her animals on the land for a week. Oh, I'm so delighted to be here, and thank you so much for inviting me to your beautiful land for me to uh, bring my tuning fork th sound therapy to your gorgeous animals that you have here. I've had the most incredible seven days here. I've been able to work with the wolves and the bears, cougar, buffalo, horses, foxes, um, raccoons. All the animals here have received a sound treatment I'm delighted to have you work with them. Um, would you like to share a little bit of background about who you are, how you came to do this, and then we can talk about the work with the animals? Fabulous. Um, and we met six weeks ago um, at the World Animal Healing Conference, uh, created by the amazing woman uh, Marie Holiday, who had such a vision to bring uh, people that worked work with animals all together for the greater good and this is where Susan and I met and there was just for me uh, an instant connection to this amazing woman who has dedicated her life to giving the animals a voice and when I saw Susan's presentation it touched my heart like nothing I've ever known and I found myself with tears running down my face at the beautiful, beautiful creatures and, uh, and the land. I felt it initially. So we connected further and then I was invited over to work with the animals and the land here. So I traveled 5,000 miles. I've come here um, as a volunteer and it's been an amazing experience and seeing the, the, how animals respond to the sounds. So I work with people and I work with animals. And the reason my passion is so strong is we have to work with people so they actually understand that the animals do have a voice. And changing the consciousness of people to the needs of all animals is so, so vital. 
Originally, you were a nurse working with humans, doing incredible work, I understand, with tissue healing and saving limbs and all kinds of wonderful things. Then when you had your dark night of the soul, you just started to heal yourself. You nearly died. You might want to share that story with people. Yeah, uh, it's, it's <clears throat> the, the story of that is I was a very, very passionate, busy district nurse in, in the UK. And I absolutely loved my job. I became really ill with uh, ME, chronic fatigue syndrome. And there was one time where I had had hardly any co cognitive function at all. I couldn't read, I couldn't write, I could hardly walk. I slept a lot. I was housebound pretty much and bedbound quite a bit of the time. And I really did hit that dark night of my soul and I, I decided I didn't want to live here anymore in that space. I had no energy, had no vitality at all. So that particular day I decided that I was going to end my life. I'd had enough and I, as a nurse I know I knew what to do. So I went to get up and that day my legs didn't work. And I was so angry with God because I couldn't even do that. And so I cried and cried and cried and cried and cried. And I can only describe what happened that day as an epiphany. Something so much bigger than me came to me. And I knew actually that there was something I was here for. I was saved for something that day. And I found... Very quickly after that experience, I found something called EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique, which is energy vibrational medicine. And it was the first time that I'd ever realized that there was anything called energy vibrational medicine. Because as a nurse, I worked with conventional medicine, which, is, which are drugs. Um, but the energy medicine, what I realized was that I had a lot of stuck and blocked emotion, which had created the illnesses that I was presenting with. So EFT got me, I would say about 70-80% well, but there was always a missing piece, actually a big missing piece. And then in 2010, I found sound therapy at a festival. And from then on, my life changed. My life changed and I went on a course and the tuning forks, because we did gongs and bowls and flutes and voice and percussion and everything. And it was lovely, yeah, it was very nice. But when the tuning forks came into my auric field, oh my, something ignited. Something so ancient and so passionate within myself. My cells just started to vibrate at a different level and a different vibration. and suddenly I realized I was home and it was the most euphoric feeling ever from being so a shadow of my former self to suddenly feeling vitality within I thought I have to know more and so you studied some more I studied more and um, because I know how to research you know when you have a an honours degree, you you know you're researching a lot, so I used that um, experience to research sound, and I found 
very, very little out there about sound therapy in the form of tuning forks. And they were quite complicated systems. I thought, I don't want complicated. I just want to listen to a tuning fork and be able to tune my body, my mind, my spirit, my uh, soul, my body, everything. I want to be able to tune that, but simply. So I decided that through the research and through understanding and personal practice, I, I, I created a system and I call it the Clear Cleanse and Balance System. And basically it's working with three tuning forks, which is the OM, which is 136.10 Hertz, and the weighted OM, same, 136.10 Hertz, and then the 528 Hertz tuning fork. And by OM you mean the sound OM? Of OM, the... yes. Okay. The sound of creation, so OM or AUM, uh, it's the sound of creation. It's the sound that we are born into. It's the sound that we go home to. So the in-between time, which is life, we can actually retune our minds, our bodies, our spirits, our souls to allow the life we were here to live. And so you founded your academy in order to teach this, which you now do around the world. I do, and I'm really thrilled to say that. So... 2011, I uh, founded my school and it started as a three-day course and it was actually quite a difficult um, environment because nobody had heard about tuning fork sound therapy, not in the UK anyway. So I kind of became a pioneer for this work. And I visited festivals and fairs. I did workshops for free. I did talks and you know everything. And we did, my husband and I, Trev, we did, uh, to date there's about 60,000 miles we did to promote sound therapy in the form of tuning forks. So it was uh, a real <laughs> labor of love. And I actually gave up an, a really good career nursing because when I got better, I could still nurse if I if I chose, um, and I chose to work with sound therapy because this was my dharma. I knew it was my life purpose to do this with humans, and recently this last year with animals as well. How did you make the shift from humans to animals, and why? Yeah, so we we rescue elderly dogs, um, and usually they're Westies or cross Westy, West Highland Terriers. And we rescued two beautiful um, Westies. Their owner had passed away. And one was nine and one was 10. So we took them in and they needed a lot of help. They hadn't been treated the best. So I used the sound therapy with, with them for trauma and such like. I had actually been using the tuning forks with my original Westie called Max um, and he's 14 this year so the tuning forks have really really helped him at different periods in his life where maybe the vets would have had a different view of his health. Anyway I'm digressing here because Rosie is my greatest teacher. Rosie came and six months after she came we realised that she had 
she wasn't quite right. So we took her to the vets and they diagnosed her with dementia and end stage kidney failure. So her kidneys were working at about 25%. So the vets said, well, you know, she's got no, she's not gonna have any quality of life. And I think it's best that maybe we, you know, we put her to sleep. And I said, absolutely not. So I started working very, very diligently with her. And what I found was she would self-select where she wanted the tuning forks. So, and actually she would uh, lay on her back with her legs in the air. And uh, so I could put the tuning forks on her tummy and then on the back where her kidneys were. And she just loved it. And uh, I've got videos of that on my website. If anybody does want to have a look at that, it's like she smiles throughout. So she was my greatest teacher. Now, from being told she had end-stage kidney failure and she would only last maybe a month, she actually went on for 15 months. Happy, healthy, sassy, and made me laugh every day. And so I realized that, oh my gosh, animals are even more susceptible and more open to the sounds than humans because there's no, because what they feel is unconditional. And my love for animals is unconditional. So with my love for un unconditional love and then the sounds, it's a very, very powerful combination with, with the intent. So I've gone on to create a course, uh, written a course, and it's animal and human healing because it is important to work with the guardians because a lot of animals take on the guardians stress or anxiety or ailments and things like that so the animals can often mirror that the the people the guardians so um i approached a it, we have very strong rules in the uk about animal healing and i had to approach an insurance company who now i am a training organization with called holistic services insurance limited and i had quite a lot of uh, discussions with them so that my animal healing course could then become certificated and indeed then insurable because that was really important because of our rules that we do and laws that we have in our country. Um, so I'm, I'm teaching my second course very soon. It was birthed in uh, uh, December 2017 and the work I'm doing here at Earthfire with beautiful animals is um, they're teaching me as I'm teaching, as I'm working with them and I'm working with the team here as well and it's just the responses we're having is beyond, beyond my you know imagination or wildest dreams to be honest. How do wild animals differ from the domestic animals you've worked with before? Yeah, I can really see it, the, the wild animals, they, they come unconditionally. They do not carry any of the guardian or the owner's um, emotional uh, responses to them. So I find that these, the wild animals just accept 
unconditionally. And whilst the domestic animals accept, there seems to be we have to get through uh, on, a, on an energy level something that they may be carrying for their owner or their guardian. So there is a, there is a marked difference. Sometimes animals, domestic animals, um, are a mirror of their uh, owner, guardian. And also wild animals haven't been bred to our specifications. They're the way nature has made them. Do you think that makes a difference? Yeah, they're pure. Their vibration is pure. And they just know. And they, they, their intelligence is, is... We don't give enough credibility to the intelligence of these wild animals. And we have to do so much now to protect their species and to work with them to honour them, to honour them and appreciate them. Can you explain a little more what you mean by intelligence? You look in the eyes of a wolf and you look in the eyes of a bear or any of the wild animals and you you can see their soul, you can see that they have, they were here long before we were and so they've gained a natural uh, intelligence of how to live on the planet in resonance and then man can come along and create a dissonance so we have a responsibility to really protect and work with our wildlife so that everything remains in the flow of nature and there's a fluidity that as nature intended you're finding the wild animals here even more responsive than domestic ones. I really, really am. The self-selection, so if they want the sounds, then they will come to me. They can they can have a they can be outside and they will just come to wherever I am and they will sit <laughs> patiently, I will say, which you know, for a wilder animal, you know, that's that's quite astounding. And they will, I will just bring the tuning fork, I'll strike the tuning fork and then bring it to them. And the first thing I notice that they do, they sniff. They sniff it, so they're breathing it into their lungs. Instinctively, they breathe it in, which is amazing. And then, of course, that you know, it's going into their lungs, so it's going into their oxygen, it's going into their heart, it's going into their whole body. So they're teaching me something there. And then they... A lot of the animals try and lick it. It's obviously not food, it's a completely different feeling to, to when they're fed, but it's they're licking the sounds because taste is a really strong um, sense with, with any animal. And then they will move or they'll stand up to, to show me where they want me to do the healing. And I've been reflecting on this as to the difference between domestic animals and, and the wild animals is obviously with domestic animals they are with their owner stroke guardian and there's almost um, kind of getting through all that emotion as well before we get to the purity of, of a true animal so what I'm sensing with the wild animals is this, is just this purity there so it just goes straight to where it's needed. They're telling me what they want. 
Um, and if they don't want it, they'll walk away. You know, they've got that ability to say, no, we don't want it. And if they do want it, they will come closer and they will really engage on a, a really beautiful synergy. So you have human and animal meeting heart to heart and in some cases soul to soul. And you really see these beautiful animals responding to sacred vibration. So they know they know that the om, the sound of creation, is, is a sound that is all around us. The sound we were born to, the sound we go home to. So we use this in life and we can use it as a passage of rites when people and animals are passing. So it's been, for me, heart opening, the joy I feel when the animals have responded and this morning um, Jean uh, did the uh, we worked with Huckleberry Huckleberry Bear who has been extremely responsive to the sounds he's allowed us to work with him on, on a lot of occasions and even self-selected us to work with his uh, rear uh, uh, his legs uh, where he has some stiffness and also his heart. He lost his brother a few years ago and he indicated to us that he was still grieving. So we were able to bring the sounds really gently into the heart space. And he responded, they lick, they chew, they yawn. So these are all really good signs and good indicators that they are releasing trauma or grief or anxiety from their body. And this morning we worked with him in the sun and he had a whole uh, garden enclosure where he could have just gone anywhere and he stayed with Jean as Jean was tuning him and he sniffed and he licked and he yawned and it was the most humbling, joyful, heart-opening moment that I have ever experienced. <laughs> In my, in my nine years of doing this sound work, um, but it's been, it's been astounding. I can't, you know, I'm, I'm just really excited. <laughs> and it's been my absolute pleasure to be able to teach the team here how to use the tuning forks when I leave, and you can hear the emotion in my in my voice, um, because I know when I leave this work will carry on and that is my greatest joy thanks debbie <laughs> so the next podcast radio will be some other insights after you've had some time to reflect because you've been working here for a week now um would you like to give people how they can contact you your website yeah that would be lovely so if you would like to get in touch with me and to learn a bit more um, my website is www.suara, so I'll spell that, S-U-A-R-A, suara, sound, healing.com. And you can also reach her through Earthfire. Just one final comment, which really struck my imagination, which is when you became so ill that you wanted to die and tried to, basically you felt you had been unplugged from universal energy. 
which is, I think, something a lot of us feel partly without even realizing it. Mm-hmm. And what happened to you was you got you got replugged in. And I just wanted to share that as a thought with people. So Debbie's going to be here another few days. We'll see what happens with the wolves and the bears and the bison and the foxes and the, all the other animals here. Uh, meanwhile, feel free to contact her with information or questions. And thank you very much, Debbie. Susan, thank you. Thank you so much. This is Dr. Susan Eyrick for Earthfire Radio, a production of Earthfire Institute. If you would like to help with our mission to change how people see and therefore treat wildlife and nature, please make a donation at our website, www.earthfireinstitute.org. The soundscapes are by Wild Sanctuary Presents, Bernie Krauss and Philip Auberg. Thank you for listening.